And now, brought to you by Guru Energy Drinks. Good energy, smart organics. www.guruenergy.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Gluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by by Zach Bartles, who needed it needed like five or ten more minutes just to to get ready to come into the studio today. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I had some stuff going on. That's just stuff, stuff that you had to do, and everything's taken care of now. Stuff that you had to finish up. Well, Zach, this is an exciting day because we are coming to you live, and of course, by that I mean pre-recorded from the Guru Energy Gut Check Podcast Studios. Um, being that we have a new sponsor on the program and it's, uh, it's Guru Organic Energy. And, uh, I tell you, man, I have been, uh, I've been loving these things. Guru Energy is the best energy drink we've had. Here's the thing, Ted. 2010 yeah. on the Gut Check, uh, blog, which I think has had a total of like 1.3 blog posts per year since 2010. <laughs> Dude, you, you put, put out it in those call. terms, and wow. You yeah, know? you know, I but mean, I mean, that's, you know, it's consistency, and that's what's important in blogging. People can I feel like count that's on what you. Michael Hyatt would say, you know, it's consistently <laughs> kind of reaching out, cultivating the audience. We happen to do that 1.3 times per year. Dude, I have a feeling that what Michael Hyatt would say is, Chaz, you can't come within 500 feet of me. I'll call the police. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but but uh, you, you put out a call to energy drink companies to sponsor us. I guess figuring that energy drink companies generally read blogs that come out every one, you know, once a year. And, I thought so. I, I had some market research that, as it turns out, was was not, you know, current. So Then for a while, we entertained the idea of, like, finding, a, like, a company that would make the gut check energy drink where we could, like, buy in and, and get our, our thing on, our, our logo on the can and everything. Dude, now that is actually, I've, I've not let that dream die, man. And I've actually had the thought that maybe Guru would make a, a limited edition gut oh, check. Man. Uh, product for us you know i mean provided baby provided our program continues to just take off like the rocket ship that it is yeah a rocket launching from germany yeah which is never a good thing historically speaking i suppose (laughs) i would like actually a can in the in the shape of a rocket ship (laughs) with our logo on it with with all of the information in german with all our our german listener base and with actually a little rocket in the bottom that like you can light with a light That's all we're asking. Is that so hard? That's all I'm asking. Is that so hard? I mean, come on. I'm waiting for that. No, do you just logistically? Do you light it after you've drank it, and the can just goes up, or do you like light the whole thing thing. and you have to catch it? You know what I was reflecting on the other day, and this this is weirdly nostalgic, and and I want to know if you played with these as a kid. But uh, you remember the little rocket kits you could get at like the drugstore and. I, I don't remember. Like you put them together and then you lit them and they like they went and they like took off from your backyard. <laughs> they went. Yeah. Did you, did you play with those, dude? I still have a ton of those. They're all at my dad's house. It's, dude, it's those kind are of awesome. Our... Let's set one off next time we're together. Heck Seriously. yeah, dude. We we probably have forty of them. That's like a thing that my uh-huh. family, the guys in my family, do when we get together. Dude, that was so much fun, man. So it, when I was thinking about our rocket ship energy drink. Um, I envisioned like a, a can that was like a rocket ship. So you drink the drink out of it uh-huh. and then you leave a little bit of the drink in the bottom and it's so sort of chemical and toxic that it acts as the fuel for, uh, okay. for the rocket. Well, that wouldn't so, work with Guru then. No, it wouldn't work. It's for organic. Guru. 
Yeah. But no, like years ago when I had the idea. So. Oh, oh, this isn't something that you just came up with like this this moment. This is some. No. This is a very special dream you've actually had. Baby, I've been working on this for years. <laughs> no idea. I've got I've got diagrams up in my office and like you know strings pointing to different lines. This has been this has been in the works forever. Here's an idea though where we can incorporate Guru. Okay. Like you take you you have like um, one of the what was the name of that crap energy drink that we hated? Oh, dude, there have been so many. Whatever the one with the shavings, which is probably the sulfur. Shavings, uh, noggin. No, noggin. Uh, no, you take no, some we're... noggin. I yeah. hope that's not the same company as Guru. Where we're gonna, we're gonna. This is the last shipment yeah. we're gonna get. <laughs> this will be the last podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it's not because it was horrible. And we'll have to tear down the Guru Energy Studios, and <laughs> re- rebuild. rebuild, re-rebuild the originals. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, you take, you know, you, you you have the noggin inside. You don't yeah. drink that. You just pour it on the ground. Yeah. But when there's a little bit left, then you pour in some guru, Ooh. and the violent reaction between the the kind of pure organic deliciousness and like the yeah. gross chemical vat, you know, kind of <laughs> sludge, it, yeah. it makes enough of a violent reaction, fighting kind of against each other, chemically speaking, that yeah. that launches the the rocket slash can into the air. Baby, I like the science that you've done behind that. <laughs> I've, I've done my you've homework. Done, you've done the homework, you know. <laughs> Well, I say let's keep talking about this idea. I feel like we've made so many things happen on this program. You know, things, Zach, that started out as dreams. I mean, I remember in 2010 when we, I mean, we sat around and just dreamed about being ranked on iTunes Germany. Yeah. You we know? were like, should we start a podcast? No, it's not the time yet because podcasts no. are still new. <laughs> podcasts are still new. And also, like, I, I, I remember saying, I don't even want to try if I can't be ranked on iTunes Germany. <laughs> What's you know? the point? What's the point? I mean, I want to be ranked there for two days. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly two days. And I want to never climb above 99th. But still, you know. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. You know, here we are. The dream has become reality. And you know what? I say kind of um, existentially, is this all there is? I I know. I I, And I I answer you existentially. uh, Yes, I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I don't know. And and what's more, why would I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, which is my I, I favorite quote from because I listen to our podcasts after yeah. we do them because yeah. I'm kind of megalomaniacal like that. Or I do that also it. with our podcast, and that's my favorite thing from any of them. When I said, <laughs> Wait, which thing? I, I was asking about the the compounding of the uh, the last names with the hyphens. Okay, and then you asked the same question. I said, "That's what I'm asking," and you said, "Well, I guess what I'm trying to communicate is I don't know, <laughs> and and why would I?" And then and you paused more, and you said, what, what, "And what's more, why?" Would I? <laughs> I love it, baby. You know what else I love? What's that? I love that we have a sponsor sending us product. Hey, and, listen to uh, this. And then we get to sample it on the... Oh, oh. That sounds to me like a guru can being oh, opened. Yes. And here's what that sounds like in, in my guru energy studios. Nice. Zach, what are we drinking today, man? Tee it up for the audience. Organic sparkling pomegranate energy water. Energy uh. water. Baby, I'm excited about this because I don't know about you. I don't know about your your guru consumption since we uh, since we inked this deal. But I've been drinking only the originals. So uh, I was I was waiting on an occasion like this to tap into one of the uh, one of the other flavors. So now you're going to have to tip your head if you're going to read the copy on this, since our cans are now open. Our cans are open. I am tipping my head. <laughs> Crafted with natural and organic ingredients, our sparkling energy waters lift and refresh with simple fruit and botanical infusions. Zero calorie, organic, and very lightly sweetened. That's good energy. Now listen to this, man. Nutrition facts. Calories, zero. Fat, zero. Sodium, zero. Total carbs, zero. Sugar, zero. Protein, zero. 
Nice, baby. This isn't going to make us fat. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like it, too. Let's uh, let's let's get a sense for the nose. What are you getting? Um, It's very, very subtle. Yeah, it is Which makes subtle. sense, I guess, since it's it's energy water. It reminds right. me, like, Ted, do you remember how I have the, uh, <laughs> how I have the soda stream? Yeah, I, I, of course I remember. Like We've a, had many, many a good time with the soda stream, <laughs> crafting our own soda like a couple of artisan old men. <laughs> well, they've they've rebranded themselves now. Soda Stream has away from trying to be like a Coke and Pepsi competitor okay. and toward like the flavored sparkling water kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've started oh. buying these. You know, they're you know I had like kiwi pear or whatever, and it's yeah. real light. It's good for at night when you don't want any caffeine. You don't want anything real heavy. And uh, this this is kind of along those lines, kind of the sparkling water, yeah. you know, like the the mineral water with a little bit of something in with it. Dude, SodaStream just reminds me a lot of us as a company, you know, in the way that they, you know, they're they're always adapting, always growing, you know. Right. Just when you have them pigeonholed as a as a much less convenient way to drink cola, <laughs> <laughs> they pull something like this, you know. I mean, they just they keep you guessing. Well, you know, I, they also remind me of us in that <laughs> our primary uh, mode of, of income is uh, selling people tanks full of the stuff that they already just breathe out for free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to hear something embarrassing? Yes, I do. When I, I my, my parents always ask me, you know, what would you like for Christmas, even though I'm nearing 40, and, and I would have it no other way. I love that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I said, I want a soda stream machine. And here's, <laughs> speaking of the science and the homework... Yeah, I kind of thought that it that it would just kind of like I had a filter of some kind and it would just like <laughs> suck the carbon dioxide out of the air. What? I didn't think so, about so, it too much, but I thought I didn't think I'd did have you, to you buy think this the was tanks. a giant machine that took up like half the room. Or? <laughs> I don't know. So you thought it was constantly sort of like going <laughs> and like whirring and and sucking in what was already in the air and then infusing it into your, into yes! your soda syrup. That's exactly what I thought. I don't oh. know what. I don't know if you had asked me how does it work, I would have been like, well, I guess it can't really exist. But you, you done know, the science behind it. You know? <laughs> if you ask me about you know the Trinity, I can speak intelligently about that. Well, Cigars, guns, um, coats Toy that make all that sorts of strange noises because of the you know they're made out of dominoes and coins. Right, yeah, yeah. By the way, what kind of coat do you think that was that Joe Thorne was wearing in the last episode? I mean, what did it look like? Dude, that's crazy. I think what it looked like, I imagine Joe, like, as one of those, <laughs> I don't want to insult anyone here, but one of one of those guys that, like, goes to Renaissance fairs dressed up as, <laughs> oh, no. as like, a knight of the okay. Templar, you know? Uh-huh. I imagine him in, like, a chainmail coat, <laughs> you know? in which each, like, each piece of the chainmail is like a coin. You know, oh my gosh! And he was in his gar- he was in his garage, like sort of getting the rest of his outfit ready for the Renaissance Fair this weekend. <laughs> That's a possibility. The other is that that uh, you know he's kind of experimenting with a little more of a hippie vibe, although he won't acknowledge his vibe. That's the that's oh, no. thing. Um, and and perhaps he had like taken a number of like beaded curtains and made some sort of a shawl. <laughs> Of them, I don't, I don't know. A wrap. I couldn't. I I kept trying to picture what the crap kind of coat would yeah. make that sort of a noise constantly, even after you take it off. It was a really distinct noise as well. <laughs> that, I think that was the like we're we're used to coats just sort of making like swishing like nylon noises or maybe like <laughs> rumpling like leather noises, but but yeah, that was a that was a new one. 
this is, you know what? Just sort of like SodaStream reinventing the coat now. You know, that's what Joe Thorne is doing. People are. You know, SodaStream doesn't like to talk about their persona either. You ask them and they get a little defensive about it. No, they know? don't talk about anything but, man. SodaStream? Yeah, I follow, I follow on Twitter. <laughs> I'm 100, dude. What are they? <laughs> I, I got on Twitter and the first thing I did was like, what are the brands I'm affiliated with? What do I like to buy at the store? That's who I'll follow. Buick and SodaStream. <laughs> You're yeah. following two, two entities. And I still have my Buick from high school. Yeah, that's right. Corrupt. I haven't taken a sip yet of this. Uh, <laughs> of this. I have, and it's really good. Did you take a sip? I just did. Is that, is it's that it's a really subtle. It's incredibly subtle, yeah. It's like, I, here's the thing. A lot of companies bill themselves as sort of flavored water. But really, you t- you take a drink, and what you're tasting is is pop. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And in this one is it's really like subtly flavor infused water. You uh, know what I hate? Hmm. For a while there, like like slightly post clearly Canadian. Yeah. There were flavored bottles of water. Yeah. That were sort of this taste, but not carbonated. Yeah. Now, if you buy like it says Aquafina on it, and you can grab it just thinking you're getting a bottle of water, which is kind sure. of a dumb thing to buy anyway. But you can yeah. grab that and then get out to your car and open it and take a swig, and it's just full on like red Kool Aid taste. Dude, exactly. Yeah, it's full on. Right, it's full on Kool Aid taste, and uh, and I feel like that's misleading. You know. Have you ever had a pomegranate? Just like sat down and just just you know gone to town on a pomegranate. <laughs> Not you know, in like I, the biblical, like euphemistic sense, but like the actual. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was gonna say, I, I <laughs> no, you know, not on an actual pomegranate. Um, no, I haven't. I, and it, and in fact, Zach, it occurred to me that if someone sat a pomegranate on my desk here in the studio, I, I don't know that I could pick it out. You know what I mean? Right. Out of a lineup of fruit. Um, <laughs> could you describe it for me? What what are we what are we looking at with a pomegranate? I would have to Google image search it, man. That's how I, I, I was thinking of something a second ago. Then I realized that's the passion fruit that has like all the little like balls in it. See, I was envisioning the little balls <laughs> with the pomegranate. I thought that's what we were talking about. You know what? I'm going to Google image it right now. All right, all right. Just a little exercise here on the on the show live live radio. So I'm going to say I don't like this as much as the original Guru. No, I agree. I agree. But I think that the, a lot of people who aren't energy drink people, quote unquote, yeah, who who even the original Guru, which tastes very clean and very good, and, yeah. and you know, not at all like the kind of uh, rust stripper or, or some kind of industrial thing <laughs> yeah. that, that industrial like, waste. You know, I, even though I love whatever. Monster, I acknowledge it tastes like like yeah, it, it tastes like whatever would turn turtles into mutant turtles. Yeah. Um. But but I think that like my wife would dig this. Oh, my um, wife would totally dig this, and she yeah. would never drink a "quote unquote" energy drink. So, right. and right. and I here's my, my issue with this thing is that it, I love it; it's very good. But yeah. I would want to drink this in the evening, which would sure. be stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when you need to fire up the Soda Stream, baby. And it sounds like you're you're already on top of that, you know, because you follow them on Twitter. You get their you get their tweets. They don't really use you know technology too much, but uh, but you're you're getting there now. I'm looking at a pomegranate here, Zach. And uh, it is the thing with the little balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were, in a sense, we were both right about that. Um, you thought it was called, I think passion fruit is sort of like the, the street name for pomegranate. <laughs> I think Are you a, sure? No, I think so. Yeah, let me let me open the page. <laughs> street name. Yo, can I score some passion fruit? Yeah, exactly. That oh, has actually been uttered, but in different contexts and <laughs> yeah, involving yeah. arrests afterward. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know what I love about this while you look that up, man? Yeah, what? There's 100 milligrams of caffeine in here, which is nothing to sneeze at. 100, 100 even? Yeah. 
And guess where it comes from? Where? I don't know for sure. I'm reading okay. the, the ingredients. Caffeine is not listed, meaning that it's, I mean, this is naturally occurring caffeine. So this isn't yeah. like they just dumped in the, you know, like, like they often do. Um, or, you know, it often will come from the, the cola bean or whatever. In this case, I'm guessing, I think in the original one, it comes from the guarana seed. I don't know. There's, well, there's green tea extract in here. There's not probably, okay. well, I don't know. Green tea is, is that, that's, that's non-caffeinated, isn't it? I don't know. That's curious. So, so what you're doing right now, you're, you're trying to, to kind of reverse engineer. Know. Yeah, you're trying to reverse engineer and figure out where the caffeine's coming from is, is what's happening. Yeah, live okay. kind of stream of consciousness in a non-interesting way is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to buy you time to figure out the mystery of the passion fruit, man. Now, they are different things. Passion fruit and pomegranate are, are two distinctly different things. I think Can I ask you a, a sort of conceptual question? Yeah, go ahead. At what point in the last five to ten minutes did our show get boring? Uh, I think when we started discussing fruit, I think so too. The different fruits. Let's move on. Let's let's go back to personas, man. Okay. Um, where is Cliff Graham right now? Where is oh, where is Cliff Graham right now? Yeah, that's a that's a segment that we need to uh, we need to do that. I don't know. Where do you think he is? I don't know. Does he at a Renaissance festival with Joe Thorne? <laughs> Cliff wouldn't be at a Renaissance festival because the it, the problem with the Renaissance festival, the violence is is all sort of make believe. He actually you know went I mean? to one when he was fourteen, and he accidentally killed like nine people. He was yeah. like, "That's yeah. not how you use a sword." Yeah, exactly. He's he's barred from all future Renaissance festivals. <laughs> That's all they did. They were like, you know, we we frown on killing people at our Renaissance festivals, and so you are no longer permitted here. I think Cliff's whole life is a Renaissance festival in the sense that, like, you know, he comes down the stairs in the morning, and there's like a, you know, like a a, a lady in a low cut dress like playing a harp, and you know, there's sort of, you know, things roasting on open fires, and and you know that sort of thing. Right when you're a Renaissance man. Right, your, your whole life theoretically, by definition, is a Renaissance festival. So, uh, so Zach, where do you uh, where do you think Cliff, Cliff Graham is right now, and what do you think he's doing at this moment? I think that Cliff has actually hired someone to fly him out into the Alaskan wilderness yeah. and drop him there mm-hmm. just to see if he can make it back, like survive and 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 come back into civilization. Dude, I love it. At the moment, he is probably weaving rope out of grass. Okay. And making fish hooks out of pine needles. Uh, and then he's going to catch fish, and he's going to make, like, a spear out of the fish. And then he's going to kill a bear with that. He's going to make a spear out of the fish. How so? Uh, you dry the fish. Okay. In the sun. I don't okay. know. And then you just kind of sharpen it on a rock, like you would a popsicle stick. Yeah. So the- <laughs> I feel like also he would he would fashion the parts of the fish that he hasn't used as a spear into, like, a sumptuous meal. And then the bones into a necklace. And the bones into a necklace. There you go. That's a lot to get out of one fish, if you think about it. But it is. I, I mean, I haven't. I you know, obviously, we don't know the size of the fish, but if it's <laughs> if it's Cliff doing the fishing, you you can imagine that it's that it's large. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> I, I actually want to talk more about personas, and because uh, I, I feel like I, I feel like you did an admirable job on the interview last uh, last week, the last week's show, uh, of getting Joe to talk about that a little bit. And um, why why do you think it is that men are uncomfortable, you know, talking about the, the personas that they've crafted. I don't know. Well, I think everyone is. I, I don't know any women who are like, oh, yeah, the reason that I, you know, put on yeah. too much eye makeup is because I'm going for, I mean, or, or whatever the case, you know, the reason that yeah. I wear the, you know, the guy's jerseys is, I mean, I think people yeah. just want to, you want to appear to be so guru organic, um, which is a good thing to be if you're a drink. 
Yeah. Uh, but if you're a human being, uh, I think that you have to, at some level, know that you're crafting, especially in this digital age, you are crafting some kind of a, a product that you want people to be impressed with that is your yeah. image. I mean, you almost yeah. have no choice. Even, right. I mean, who's the squarest person alive? Let me describe someone for you. Okay. A professor of Greek and New Testament uh, who starts his own parachurch ministry, mm-hmm. who um, then is involved in a lot of kind of debates with uh, Roman Catholics and Mormons and Arminians. Does this sound okay. like someone who would craft a persona and be super cool? No. But go on Twitter and look at James White and see that, you know, he's got the, uh, you know, the bald head. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the whole kind of rock star kind of thing. Um, Dude, it's funny, man. It's so funny. You're right, man. And, like, like even guys in the Bible department here have, like, like the Bible department guys at, at the college where I teach, they have the biggest personas on campus. Really? Yeah, whether it's, like, you know, seersucker suit kind of, uh, kind of, linen suit Jay Gatsby guy or whether it's sort of like shaven head and beard and like comic book t-shirt guy like you know the the personas are 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 very distinct down there and I mean there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely no, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it nothing at all wrong with it no absolutely not I mean you and I are, are you know two people who are guilty of probably a lot of persona crafting over the years but uh like, here, here let's let's see let me push the envelope here and see if sure. you're willing to talk on, on this on the topic when okay. I met you you yeah. had Kind of a Tim Tebow haircut, right? Yeah, yeah. The, it's the standard, like you know, white guy, short hair haircut. You know, and and uh, you know, you you looked, you know, perfectly fine that way. Okay. Thank you. Over the years, you uh, grew your hair out. Okay. You shaved your beard off for the most part. Yeah. And you got the hipster hipstery glass. I mean, like the ultra hipster glasses. In that, yeah. yours aren't just the thick frames, but they're they're colorful. Yeah. Right. Something tells me. Because I know about your interests, uh, literarily speaking, especially yeah. that there is a certain combining of elements of the the kind of uh, persona of people you admire that mm-hmm. you've kind of uh, not stolen, but just kind mm-hmm. of homaged into Co-opted. your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I mean, is that accurate, dude? I think that's absolutely accurate. You know, and and I don't know that I could pinpoint specific names of people as much as just you know movements or aesthetics that i've liked over you know over time and i think um yeah i think absolutely it's been um even more than subconscious you know you you kind of make these choices and you buy things based on like well yeah i like that i like i like you know what that looked like or or whatever so yeah i mean i think the you know the hair is probably modeled after uh david foster what yeah eddie vetter from pearl jam man really i was gonna say david foster wallace well, Dave Foster Wallace had the long hair, and 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 it did look cool on him for sure. But uh, but yeah, probably yeah. Glasses. The, these glasses, actually, oddly enough, were a gift from uh, from my wife, from KK, for Christmas a few years ago. And um, I she liked, has a better sense of style than you will ever have. So yeah, you... of course, man, of course she does. And uh, and yeah, I just I went with it because they were from her. But I, I really like them. So I, I don't know that those were. I, I like the whole idea of the chunky glasses, though. Like I was, I was enjoying that look before I even got these. You are more than willing, it seems, to talk about your persona. Is that a sign that you are overly secure in in uh, in the persona because you're willing to even acknowledge that there are aspects of it that were kind of synthetic? Yeah, I mean, I I just think I don't know that I'm overly secure as much as 
I mean, I think everybody has to acknowledge that there are parts of their persona that are synthetic. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's true at all. I mean, people maybe ought to, but when you go on Facebook and you look at um, people's profile pictures and the way they present themselves, I think a lot of people try so, so hard to make it look like they do not try at all. Right, right, right. And what I'm saying is they should just acknowledge that they're trying. Right, you know? yeah. Well, I agree I mean, that they not? should. I just don't think most yeah. people will. Yeah. No, and, you're right. You're I mean, right. they yeah. know it deep down, but you got to make it look like, you know, it's, it's kind of like going back to before the, the social media kind of age. The, there were a lot of uh, uh, very attractive women uh, who wanted you to think that, like, they just kind of fell out of bed looking that way. Oh, exactly. Like it would yeah. be somehow disingenuous if they actually had to put work and thought into the way they look, and that's that's not. And there's, you know, it does a lot of guys that way now too. Um, yeah. So, you yeah. know, not to not to be somehow uh, chauvinistic about it. Baby, I have to leave in like ten minutes. I'm uh, I'm actually meeting my lady on campus for lunch. But let's talk about your persona a little bit. Um, yeah, if if you had to describe uh, your persona in a few sentences, what would it what would it be? I can describe it in two words and one letter. Okay. Alex P. Keaton. Alex P. Keaton. I love it, man. I love it. I I, I generally rock the – although, you know, lately, instead of the uh, suit and tie, I've just been wearing the suit with kind of the the collar undone. Uh, Maybe maybe I'm – Collar. Wow, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I find Hmm. that – well, for a while I was doing it because my neck was too fat for a lot of my shirts. Okay. And then I found, like, it – it's kind of just as in, in our world, it's already overdressed for most situations. Sure. sure. And and it's a lot less uncomfortable than than wearing a tie. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but but you know I, when I get the tats on the the arms, which Turk does not want anyone to get tattoos. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. I, and we I should saw talk about his exchange. persona a little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there was a little email back and forth about that. Uh, but but that will be. I wondered when who was going to give who the last word. You know what I mean? It, it, it was one of those things that just like. The conversation was over, and then there were like ten more exchanges. I don't remember it that way. Yeah, I do. I do actually. I mean, if give me the, the play com- by play. What was it like? Well, if the conversation is, you know, from you, I like tattoos, and from Turk, I dislike tattoos. <laughs> that should be the that's, end of it. Yeah, that's two messages. You know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there were like there were like eight other messages, and well, uh, it, and and it was <laughs> it was the two of you trying to sort of in a, in a friendly way insult one another into submission. <laughs> And knowing what I know about the two of you, like submission just isn't isn't going to happen. So, <laughs> and there you were, uh, carbon copied on all these things, kind of awkwardly just sitting in the the, the digital virtual room, uh, sitting in the virtual room, watching it take place, checking and your phone, <laughs> wondering which of my relentless online friends is going to relent first. You I'm know? your online friend now. Oh well, I mean, my that's my where actual... that's what we've come to, Ted. Yeah, you're you're just an online. You're like a pen pal, you know. <laughs> Pod pal, if you will, dude. What do you, uh, what do you think? I will. What do you think of Turk's persona? If you had to describe that, oh man, Turk's persona is um, well. Here, here's the thing. I think you can learn a lot about people who uh, are very careful about what photographs of themselves they let out. Yeah, you can kind of just take them and and add them together, and then divide by you know the number of photos you got, and you've got you know what they're trying to do with it. Turk's sure. got the one that we. Um, Put the the older one that we put on a couple of things uh, like the Rocky Four paper. Oh yeah, um, the black one. and white one. Yeah, and then he's got the one where he's kind of like looking. Up. He looks like a like a middle school math teacher in that one that you just referenced. Which one? 
the one the one that's on like the Rocky Four white paper. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, I don't think that's what he was going for, but okay, that's, well, that's no, but <laughs> uh, then there, there's the one where he's kind of like like looking w- up and it's cartoonized. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I like the one that's in the smoking book. Yeah, I like that one too. And then there's a newer one where he's got like a a cup of coffee and he's kind of drinking it slyly. Um, Oh, I haven't seen that one. I don't think. Oh yeah, that's that's and and then also the one I like the most is his his new Skype one because he's pointing at my book. Um, Oh right, yeah, I've I've seen that one. Put those all together, Uh and I think Turk's persona is is like uh, like punk rock journalist. Um, you know, uh, under the under the, underneath the kind of corporate giant, like he's probably the guy who everyone else at his at his uh, windmill factory or or whatever yeah. he runs there, you know, with an iron fist. Yeah. Um, he's he's probably you know he's the boss, I I think, uh, and and uh, he's the the one who's dressed down the most. I envision him as the boss. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and and maybe that's because he makes us call him the boss as a nickname. Yeah, isn't that strange? You know, <laughs> he won't it, answer anything else. It was weird at first, but I then I got used to it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's definitely um, there's there's like the intentional, and he, and he's you know as he listens to this, he's writing us back how wrong we are. But yeah. I think there's the intentional attempt to make it look like he's not only disregarding what his his online persona is and and what people think of him, but that he's actually kind of working to sabotage it in this kind of uh, you know grand. Uh, Kaufman-esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm equal parts building the persona and tearing it down. Yeah, and that's complicated. Yeah. It is very complicated, but I like it. Because he um, really is tearing it down, but he also yeah. really is building it. I know it. And you can be doing both things at the same time. That's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the persona. Now, speaking of your persona, back to that, um, and persona building, have you, give me an update on the tattoos. Have, have you gotten, uh, Either of them? It's actually more of a financial issue this month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What with me going to Dallas and then my wife going to New Mexico, both for writing conferences. Mm. Um, but uh, like I was going to say that uh, that that is kind of me uh, uh, co-opting and kind of homaging into myself a little a little uh, piece of uh, what I like about about uh, the man with the chainmail coat. Um, yeah. The kind of the the fact that you know in this current cultural setting. You know, yeah. where where being a self-ascribed nerd doesn't yeah. mean what it used to mean. I hate that, man. I hate I hate that, like, you know, everyone's calling themselves a nerd even when they're clearly cool people. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind, though, that you can now – you don't have to, like, sweep under the rug certain things. You can you can be like, uh, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm really into the 1689 uh, Second London Baptist Confession of Faith, which is just <laughs> such a Bible theology nerd yeah. thing to be into. But – Right. I just tattooed it on my freaking hand, and I look yeah. like I'm going to kill you. And and yeah. like there's the old walls and the old rules, like you know, on Saved by the Bell when they briefly incorporate it. You know what I'm talking about, even if you pretend you don't. The yeah. uh, the nerds, the jocks, the ch- and, and they like oh they sure kind of tried to become kind of self aware and parody things. Um, yeah, that kind of sums up for me what like junior high school was really like. Right. I have hope that maybe that's fading away because it seems like a lot of the old like you have to define yourself by a thing. Yeah. Is kind of is kind of foreign to young people today. Dude, I think it is more foreign to young people today and that's uh that's fascinating and a little disconcerting. Like I I I, I took some comfort in those labels, you <laughs> right. know. Right. Well, mean? because you were the the alpha male at at uh <laughs> Hartford City High School. Exactly, man. Exactly. And now you're like, well, wait a minute. If I were back in high school, would there be some like theater dork who was like kind of more? There probably would be. <laughs> I don't the, like the apex predator. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know what uh, KK and I did decide vis-a-vis personas, though, after our last program, she listened uh, with me as she often does. And, you know, we just gather the family around the around the hearth and listen to the Gut Check podcast. But um, we decided that at at whatever point, if my hairline recedes, so if my uh, if my my head of long hair, uh, if if the hair falls out, uh, I'm going to shave it and then I'm going to get a tattoo. Like nice. that will be my that'll be my way of dealing with with aging. Although here, here's the thing: if the hairline recedes, I wish that's what was happening to me. Yeah, because if you can go statham, then oh yeah, right, really, exactly. Really Which I think is short, cool. and it's yeah. way back up, and I think that looks awesome. I think it looks awesome too. I've got the inherited like thinning spot in the very back where like all the hair kind of finds its source. Sure. And the kind of growing, very slowly growing ring of it's it's going to become like a bald spot in the back. And yeah. then yeah. you've got to just go full like I kissed dating goodbye and then I kissed my hair goodbye. You yeah, know, right. Cliff right. Graham, Bick. Yeah, and it's glistening. You know, it's 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 so short that it's glistening. You Do know? you think Cliff is hiding a receding hairline or a bald spot with that, no. with that persona? No, no. Cliff, I mean, Cliff is the kind of guy who, who commands his hair to grow. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just stopped commanding it because he felt he like could, having... He could get out of bed in the morning and say to his hair, you know, gr- grow more and it would listen. But uh, no, I, I think that was a that, that had to be a conscious decision. I, I don't want to live in a, in a world where someone like Cliff Graham, you know, goes bald. You know, that I, yeah, would just... Yeah, you're right. That, that would shake my faith in almost everything. It really would. I, I can't think of it, to be honest, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a raw place. I don't go there often. It's a raw... I don't go there often. You know, I try not to, but... Uh, you know what, baby, and and this is a raw place too. Is the fact that I have to I have to go to another place. I have to leave the studio and go to uh, to a lunch appointment. Next time you've got a, a appointment with your wife, uh, kind of adjacent to the podcast, consider yeah. bringing her, uh, meeting her where your uh, blue snowball mic is, so we can we can do a little uh, in the studio, my office. It would be great to have her on the program. I haven't talked with her in some time, dude. I know that's right, man. Yeah, and likewise, man. I should go or else I'm going to get all glum and We'll see you next time. Next time. (laughs) Folks, this has been the Gut Check Podcast, and we will see you next time. (laughs) 